Shipping is all around us. It's what allows goods and services to be used by people all around the world. If we didn't have shipping, we would have to physically go to the manufacturer or the, the vendor for literally everything in our lives. And so this transportation and logistics part of the economy is huge. Today, we're going to talk about a company that is one of the biggest shipment and transportation companies in the world. We're going to talk about FedEx. Welcome to Stock Stories. Stories, my name is Alex Mason and I'm your host. This is the show dedicated to helping you decode the business behind the stock. We've studied well over 150 companies at this point and we're going through the entire S&P 500. Today, I wanna talk to you about transportation and logistics giant FedEx, we're going to be going through the history, the business model, and the financials. Let's get to it. Our story starts with a man named Frederick Smith, who was born in Mississippi and studied economics at Yale in the 1960s. Now, at the time, delivery services were relatively slow, and he became obsessed with this idea of creating an overnight delivery service. How insane was that? In one of his classes, he wrote a term paper outlining the idea but his professor didn't think much of it and gave him a grade of a C. Now he founded the company Federal Express a couple of years after graduating in 1971, and in 1973 started operations in Memphis, Tennessee. He chose Memphis specifically because the weather was pretty decent and because it was in the center of the country at the time when looking at the population density of the nation. Now, Smith theorized that speed was more important than cost to many competitors, and he would be able to charge a price that would make his company profitable if he was able to deliver cargo quickly and on schedule. Now, at the time, companies used commercial planes that carried people to carry their cargo. It was just kind of this add-on service that airlines would do. Now, Smith didn't want to be held captive by the whims of the airline schedules, so he decided that FedEx would have its own fleet of private aircraft. Now, this vertical integration made scheduling and operations much easier for the company. Now, starting this company was really hard because the entire network had to be planned out and set up before the first package was ever shipped. Fortunately for Smith, he had an inheritance from his father, and he was also able to raise over $91 million in venture capital. And that turned out to be enough to get things going. Now, once the system was set up, it exploded. Customers were coming all the time. The company grew fast because there was this huge demand for fast deliveries, and the company quickly racked up large corporations and government agencies as its clients. Now, just one decade later, in 1983, the company hit $1 billion in revenue. And throughout the rest of the 80s and 90s, the business kept growing organically, as well as made strategic acquisitions in order to expand its network geographically. It kept building that network through the next few decades, and it eventually expanded into just different modes of transportation beyond just geographies. So it expanded into ground-based operations and other related businesses as well. Let's go ahead and look now at the business model of FedEx. FedEx is a holding company with three major segments. There's technically a fourth segment, but it's more of just a corporate function that supports the other three segments. So we'll just focus on those here. First of all, we have the FedEx Express segment. This is the biggest segment, the flagship segment of FedEx that is the air freight operations. So if you want to send something from the United States over to Mumbai, India, you can do it. If you want to send it to Bangalore, 
or Dubai or somewhere in South America, like you can do that with FedEx because they literally travel around the globe. They cover 220 countries and territories, which is just incredible when you think about it. And they do this with their fleet of planes. They have nearly 700 aircraft. They're buying dozens more aircraft every single year in order to support this business. So that makes up almost half of their revenue. And then the second part of their business is FedEx Ground. This is lights, small packages that are shipped in the U.S. and overall in North America. And so this is what you think of with trucks driving in the neighborhood, putting packages on your door um, or the door of a business. And then the third segment is FedEx Freight. Freight is where FedEx ships packages that are bigger than what they usually ship for ground. So they're they're not like these small packages, but they're also smaller than what a full truckload would carry. So it's kind of that mid-range packaging scenario is what FedEx Freight does. And you can see that that's a relatively small part of their business. So these three sections combined account for 96% of the revenue. And then there's a really small segment for other services that FedEx offers. Um, for example, they recently bought ShopRunner in 2020, which is an e-commerce business. So they're trying to expand their services here and there, but really the business is all about shipping things by plane, by truck, um, or, or by a smaller than truck size. And that's what they do. They're a transportation company that ships packages all around the world. Hey, let's dig into FedEx's finances a little bit now. I've got the 2022 annual report pulled up here, and we're just going to take a look at some of the key sections that I found interesting. First of all, let's look at the overall consolidated results for this company. We can see that this is a high revenue business. Their overall revenue in 2022 was over $93 billion, an 11% increase from the year prior in 2021, with about $84 billion in revenue. And as far as the breakdown of the profitability of each of their three segments, which are express, ground, and freight, it's definitely weighted more toward express with almost $3 billion in profit, about 2 dollars for FedEx ground, and about $1.6 for the freight. So relatively diversified business here in terms of the profit that the company is getting. And we can see based on the fact that their revenue is almost half from comes from the express segment. We know that based on the ratios of the revenue breakdown and the ratios of the profit breakdown, that your express segment is not that high of a margin business compared to the others. And that kind of makes sense because it takes a lot of money to own and operate airplanes. So they're just not going to make as much profit for with, uh, with that segment of the business. However, that is still the flagship business by far brings in the most revenue because, hey, not many companies can operate a fleet of planes to fly packages around the world. So it plays a vital role there. And then the overall consolidated operating income, about $6.2 billion, 7% increase from the prior year. So this is a business that is still in a growth phase, not a high growth phase, but definitely still growing and is coming out of the COVID days when uh, when when shipping kind of stopped temporarily for a little bit. And then 2021, things ramped up a lot again. Now, if we want to continue here, one thing that I found interesting here are some of these charts here in the annual report that have different statistics like 
related to package volume and shipments. And one thing that caught my eye is this, the freight average daily shipments. So their daily shipments for freight, remember that's one segment of the business. It's been pretty stagnant over the years. From 2019 to 2022, we're talking about pretty much flat line in terms of the average daily shipments for that part of the business. And then if we look at some other segments here, there's some other interesting data like FedEx Express and FedEx Ground total average daily package volume, it's been increasing. So about 15,000 in 2019 to 16,000 in 2022. I mean, that's good, but on a percentage basis, we know that that's not really that much. I mean, what is that? Like definitely less than 10% growth over a four year period or a three year period rather. So yeah, FedEx is growing a little bit, but their overall volumes of their packages and shipments aren't really increasing that much. So that's something that we want to be wary of as investors. We don't want to overpay for business like this because it's not really growing that fast. So let's go ahead and look at some of the financial statements in more detail now. So looking at the balance sheet, there's nothing super crazy here, but I do want to point out just the massive amount of assets that this business has. I mean, they've got over... $86 billion in total assets. And of those $86 billion, $75 billion is in total property and equipment. So this is a very capital intensive business. Like I mentioned, they own planes, they own trucks, they own other vehicles that they use for all their deliveries and also the equipment at their sorting centers that helps them manage the flow of packages in an accurate and speedy way. Those are also pieces of equipment that they have on their balance sheet. So this is a business that requires a lot of capital to operate. Now, going over to the liability side, they've got a decent amount of liabilities. I usually like to look at the long-term debt, 20 billion, not too bad for a business like this with such a high amount of revenue and a decent amount of profit with it. So nothing to worry about from that perspective, at least at a first glance. And then if we go over to our cash flow statement, this is what we have here. Okay, operating activities. Here's what they're actually bringing in. About $9.8 billion per year in operating cash flow. And then look at this. Capital expenditures, $6.7 billion. So a lot of money is getting spent on capital expenditures. Not a surprise. They're buying like dozens of planes every year. And that takes hundreds and hundreds of million dollars per plane. <laughs> Even just that. So one thing that I want to point out is this concept of free cash flow, which is the amount of money that a business generates after paying for its general expenses in order to maintain the business. And there's kind of a longer equation for free cash flow, but a short equation that you can always use to calculate free cash flow is look at the operating cash from operations right here. So this 9.8 billion and then subtract capital expenditures, which you'll see right here, 6.7 billion. So if we subtract those two, 9.8 minus 6.7, that gives us just over $3 billion in free cash flow that FedEx generated in 2022. And again, that's a rough estimate. That's just a super quick equation in order to get a sense of it. But this is a free cash flow generating business, even though it spends so much money. So that tells me that this business is well run. Its network is actually working for it. It just requires a lot of money to operate. I mean, if we go back to the income statement, I mean, they're making tens and tens of billions in revenue 
and that's the amount that they're able to generate in terms of free cash flow. So uh, other things here on the cash flow statement to notice is, hey, the company pays dividends. They got several hundred million in dividends and looks like that dividend is increasing year over year. They're paying off their debt a little bit. Um, looks like they were a little bit more aggressive in 2021 than 2022, but uh, they're also not raising a lot of debt. Uh, they, they raised no debt in 2022, which is a change from 2020 and 2021 when they were more aggressively financing the business. So, And also we see some stock buybacks returning here, which they had not done during COVID. Now they're buying back a couple billion dollars worth of stock. So some of that's going back to shareholders. So that's most of the free cash flow right there is going towards share repurchases and dividends. Um, you added that $2.2 billion in purchase of treasury stock with almost $800 million for dividends paid. That's pretty much all of the free cash flow. So that is exactly what FedEx is doing. They're reinvesting in their business, but the excess cash, they're giving it right back to the stockholders, which is something that I like to see. Okay, looking at the stock price for just a moment, let's check this out. So the stock price is $251 or so at the time of this recording, and the ticker symbol is FDX for FedEx. Now, so far this year, the stock is actually doing really well. It's up over 40%, which mirrors the general optimism in the market right now as I'm recording this mid-2023. But then looking further out, we can see just what a roller coaster FedEx stock has been. I mean, look at this. During the approach to COVID, it was already going down. And then boom, COVID hit. The stock hit a low of $106 per share. Super low. But then it had this massive run up all the way up in 2021, up to over $300 per share. And now it's fallen back down again. It crashed in 2022. And then here we have this nice rally. So this is definitely a cyclical stock and a cyclical business. Make no mistake about it. If we think about the main drivers of what would make this business succeed, like what is it? People are shipping packages. People are shipping things, especially businesses as customers. So this is a type of a business that is very reflective of the general economy. And in fact, many Wall Street analysts will look to companies like FedEx in terms of their performance as one of their indicators in order to determine what the broader macro picture is going to look like for the country. So FedEx, it's kind of one of those stocks that goes up and then it goes down and it goes up and then it goes down. Uh, it does pay a 2% dividend here in terms of its yield. So that's okay. I'm not super crazy about it. But one thing I'd be really excited about is if this stock crashed again during a general recession, because I think it would be great to pick up shares at those prices. Now, if we look way back here, 2008, I mean, this stock just got hammered in 08, 09. $50 per share, $38 per share. I mean, you would have almost 10x your money over a decade period if you had buy those prices. So, you know, could be a good stock to own in the long run, but I don't like it at these prices. So that's what I got for you today on Stock Stories. Thank you so much. My name is Alex Mason, and I'll see you on the next one.